in the name of Jesus. Are you looking for love today? Perhaps you feel a little bit like uh, Eddie Murphy in that old Saturday Night Live skit where he dresses up like Buckwheat. Buckwheat sings, looking for nub in all the wrong paces. You're looking for it, aren't you? But you just can't seem to find it. And you feel like a backwards hillbilly. You feel like you're left out of society. You feel like everybody's getting along, but not you. Where's love for me? Today, of course, is Quinquagesima Sunday. It's about 50 days before Easter, and of course, it's also as our society and most of you know, and why some of you might be wearing red today, it's Valentine's Day. But shh, don't tell popular culture of a little bit of the historical basis for today. Valentine's Day, if you happen to have the treasury of daily prayer or pay attention to the calendar, is a day that we in the church remember and give thanks for a guy by the name of Can you guess? Valentine, a martyr. Here's what the treasury has to share about him. He was a physician and priest, a pastor. Living in Rome during the rule of Emperor Claudius, Valentine became one of the noted martyrs of the third century, and the commemoration of his death, which occurred in AD 270, became part of the calendar of remembrance in the early church of the West. Tradition suggests that on the day of his execution for his Christian faith, Valentine left a note of encouragement for a child of his jailer, we think his daughter, written on an irregularly shaped piece of paper. And this greeting became a pattern for millions of written expressions of love and caring that now are the highlight of Valentine's Day in many nations. So what is this love all about? What, what is love? Now that we've learned what Valentine's Day is, what is love? Paul talks about it under inspiration of the Holy Spirit there in our epistle text, 1 Corinthians 13. He starts right off with it. He says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but have not love, I am am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. The first thing we learn about love from the Holy Spirit here through Pastor Paul is that love, love, are you ready for this, is is an object. It's something to be given and now possessed. Love is is not a feeling, not at its base definition. Love is an object. You don't fall into love, you fall into holes. Love is defined by Scripture as something much more than that, apart from our feelings and and our wisdom and our accomplishments and all these other things that so often shroud and inform us from our culture. Love is grouped with faith and hope. 
which we know from Scripture are gifts of the Almighty God to you and to me. Think of it this way from our gospel text for today. We have a blind man, and his life is difficult. He's there on the roadside begging. For some reason, can't work, not allowed to work, he's in need, and he relies completely on the generosity of others. Because he can't see, he hears a crowd going by, and he asks around, hey, what's going on, man? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Jesus of Nazareth. Well, obviously, this blind man had heard a little bit about this Jesus who hailed from the suburb of Nazareth. He obviously had heard, and more than that, he had faith because immediately he cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He doesn't say Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, son of David. Thus, our Old Testament text has the story of David being anointed. Without David being anointed and David becoming king, we probably wouldn't have the whole Christmas story, would we? Of Jesus being born there in the house of Bethlehem the house and lineage of David. But God had a plan back then, just as God for you has a plan still today, a plan even for for love. So how do you define love? Does it start just with you and your circumstances, or is it something that is more objective? The blind man cries out, Have mercy on me, Jesus, my Savior, my God. And the rest of the world said, hey man, stop bringing your Christianity into this culture. Stop trying to, (laughs) shh, don't tell anybody that Valentine's Day is actually about a guy that was a Christian pastor. Don't tell them about that. We'd rather just have it be this Lovey gooey feeling. After all, we want to sell lots of cards and lots of flowers and that sort of thing. Don't tell the world because they'll take that away from you. But the blind man cries out, Jesus, Son of David, my Lord, my Savior, have mercy on me. What do you cry out for? What needs do you have? Perhaps it's not love necessarily. Perhaps it's difficulties as with this blind man in your very body. You're wrestling with the sin that you were born with and that you will die with in your body. You're wrestling with relationships. You're wrestling with money, with jobs, with a bully in class, with a difficult subject to learn or things to memorize. And your Lord, the same son of David, Your Savior is here for you to cry out to Him, to ask Him. He invites you to do so. What do you need? Or do you just assume, like many people do, that, well, He knows all of that, and so there's no need for a life of prayer or conversation with God, Jesus? He knows it all already. Doesn't stop the blind man, does he? 
Because you see, the blind man is looking for love exactly where it's found. Have mercy on me. They rebuke him. They tell him to be silent. But, but he cries out all the more. Which you might say is what we're called to do as the church. To cry out all the more for the mercy of the Lord, and to point others to where that mercy, that love is found in Jesus Christ, in His Word, in His sacraments. So bring your friends to church, would you? Encourage them to turn on the stream if they're still at home. But regardless, share this love. The blind man cries out all the more, and Jesus says, hey, what do you want me to do for you? You see, that's love. Love is sacrificial. Love is is giving of oneself completely. Love, are you ready for this, is death. Jesus personifies that for you. Which is why before this story of this particular blind man, Jesus takes the twelve, the first pastors of the church, and says, here's what's going to happen, guys. We're going up to Jerusalem. There's seven things that Jesus lists off. The Son of Man, He's going to be delivered over to the Gentiles. He's going to be mocked. He's going to be shamefully treated. He's going to be spit upon. He's going to be flogged. He's going to be killed. But He's going to rise. Seven holy, complete things that all point to the love of God that is found in Jesus Christ, your Savior. He who is the personification of the love of God for you. That even though you deserve all the things that befall you, all the sin that comes your way, the things done and left undone, and not only that, eternal damnation and punishment and no one to love you ever, here comes Jesus to die for you. To wrap you in a a beautiful, warm hug of righteousness in your baptism. To feed you and bring warmth to not just your belly, but your soul with bread and wine that is His body and blood. And that you may hear that your sins are forgiven. He speaks through the same church still today. There's love, folks. Freely given to you. Just as with faith and with hope that you may know of all good things that are yet to come. And as Scripture tells us, there's no greater love than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. So love begins with death, the death of Christ, of God's own Son. And love continues with life, His life in the resurrection, the life He gives to you still today. So let's look for love in the right places, shall we? In Christ our Savior, in His Word, in His sacraments, And may that spill out and overflow to our relationships, to our world, and to our neighbor. May the Holy Spirit work that in us as he promises these things. In closing, would you speak with me the last stanza of our opening hymn, Hail to the Lord's Anointed, number 398, there in your bulletin, or pull out a hymnal if you want. Stanza 5 is glorious as it points us to this definition of love. This gift given to us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. We read together. Or every foe victorious, he on his throne shall rest. From age to age more glorious, 
all blessing and all blessed. The tide of time shall never his covenant remove. His name shall stand forever, and that name to us is love. In the name of Jesus.